You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Hey El Paso, this is Bart Scott, and now it's your turn to sound off on the UTEP game. Minor Talk with Adrian, Sal, and Jason is coming up next on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk is live. Along with, it's a full house in here, along with Sal Montes, Jason Craig. I'm Adrian Bradis. We've got Minor Talk here, presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. And we're talking a positive Minor Talk today. After all the negativity, after five straight home losses for the men's basketball team, and after uh, just a series of, um, I guess, just tough basketball play all around, the Miners pull off a 77-65 victory over Middle Tennessee. I'm not going to come on here and tell you that UTEP's going deep in the Conference USA Tournament in first go next week no 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 that's not what you're coming here for but what I will tell you is this was a celebratory game for the minors and this was a nice way for them to finish out the season we talked about playing strong to close out the year the importance of fighting all season long to close out the season and how much that really means for the minors and they did that you got to give them credit five players in double figures in this game a lot of balance middle Tennessee a top four team in conference USA they put the beat down on the minors in uh, uh, you know, when they played in Murfreesboro the previous time. And I like the way that the Miners responded. Uh, Love the game plan today. Thursday, I thought UTEP came out really flat. And this game responded nicely with the 77-65 victory, not only beating Middle Tennessee, Sal, but really dominating them throughout this contest. Yeah, and, and what I like the most is, um, you know, in the final 10 minutes or so of the game, we saw that Middle Tennessee was clawing back in. They were making some plays and answering some buckets, but the Miners able to counter that with buckets of their own and not really allowing Middle Tennessee a chance to gain any type of momentum. I think that's, that's right. one part that really um, you know, helped them put this game away. But aside from that, too, I mentioned making shots, but for the entirety of the 40 minutes, you saw the same type of play, um, you know, series in and series out. So very efficient play. They did turn it over a lot, but they were able to make up for those turnovers with uh, being efficient from the line yeah. and, and, uh, and three-point shooting. So they, it was was a well-balanced game overall. You talk about the mistakes offensively, 19 turnovers for the Miners, but they forced 19 turnovers. Exactly. You look at uh, the shooting for the Miners today, they shot uh, 52% from the floor, 53% from three-point range. They made eight three-pointers today, followed by, you know, they made 10 on Thursday, and they also were 83% from the charity stripe. So Miners were exceptional offensively today, minus the turnovers on offense. Uh, Jason we usually talk about a minor loss, especially as of late at home. Uh, it felt good for the Miners winning one on senior day. Absolutely. It was a, 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 a ruckus crowd. The crowd was really into it. Um, and it was just an amazing. I, I, I had really enjoyed watching that game and watching them win. And um, like you said, eight three pointers. They were amazing at the line. They were just solid today. A solid, solid game, except for the rebounds, but. It was in the turnovers, like you said, but other than that, but it was you know on both sides. So um, just the energy was just constant, like it never really slowed down. I, I would say this, guys. It was so important for the Miners to close out the season strong. Fans were down on this team. Five zero five six zero zero nine is our telephone number, and I felt like fans checked out around the January time with this group. And I'm I'm saying that it's important for this team, not just for this year, but for years moving forward, and for the a foundation of this program 
program moving forward with head coach Joe Golding. You want to see improvement. You want to see this team take steps in the right direction. And, uh, you know, this season at one point, losing seven of eight games at one point through Conference USA, it hit lows. But there were some peaks of the, of the season. Uh, the Jim Forbes Classic really stands out to me. I thought that was a, uh, you know, a stellar performance by the Miners pulling out some of those games the way they did in close fashion. Uh, and I also would look back on, you know, how they started off conference play with the win against Louisiana Tech. There were highlights of this season. The problem is with this Miners team is too many times they fell into their same old game, which was they would uh, get into a close matchup with one of their other, uh, you know, opponents, and they would fall in close game situations. It was so many times where he said, man, Miners played great. Miners had uh, had them on the ropes, but they could not do it at the end. And unfortunately for the Miners, that was just something that hurt them all season long. Jason, uh, for the Miners, having a win to close out the season, I think that gave the Miner fans something more to take home uh, to kind of give them some confidence about this program moving forward and it's kind of weird for me to say it's just the last game of the season regular season wise but it's I think it was important for the Miners to win today yeah absolutely Um, I feel it you know it was the last game definitely if they would have lost it would have just like really put a damper yeah it would have just been like wow but a very another one it wasn't just the win right it was really just they like i said the energy that they were playing with and how they won was very important you know you could take a win but you know if you had like a lot of mistakes and you know you kind of just barely made it out but they didn't do that they no. they really fought for that win and um you know they were solid through the whole game our telephone number today is 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show. We're asking you, how will you remember this UTEP basketball team? 2022-2023, Miners finish out the regular season at 14-17 and 17 overall. I know a lot of people out there want to know what's going to happen in the conference tournament, as in who is UTEP going to play? Well, there's two scenarios right now, and it's really uh, contingent on today's matchup between FIU and Rice. Uh, so since the Miners won today's matchup, they finish out the year 7-13 and in conference play. Right now, as it stands, if La Tech were to lose tonight, UTEP would be in a tie for 10th, or in, you know it's that 9th-10th spot between them and La Tech. Since both the teams split the series, I don't know who would end up taking that final spot, but if FIU does lose in this contest right now to Rice, by the way, Panthers winning 84-81. Thank you, Sal. Under two to go in this one. Uh, If FIU loses this game and Rice hangs on, UTEP will likely play La Tech eighth, ninth seed, and that would be uh, UTEP being the ninth seed in that matchup right there. So uh, it it could break out in different ways. It looks like UTEP is just going to kind of fight for that ninth or tenth seed regardless of what happens uh, between La Tech and Florida Atlantic later on tonight. But again, Florida International Rice, that's the game we have our eyes on right now. That'll tell us a little bit more. If Florida International wins, they would be 8-12. and 12. They would move up in the standings. Rice wouldn't necessarily move down. They're st- they'd still be 8-12, and 12, and they hold tiebreakers over the likes of Western Kentucky, and uh, you know they also hold a tiebreaker over, of course, La Tech, which they'll have a better record over at that, ca- at that point. So, point is, a uh, lot of different ways this could shake up. We still won't 
know the final team that UTEP will play until that Florida Atlantic Louisiana Tech game tips off at five o'clock. But regardless, guys, eight nine matchup. If that's Florida Atlantic, UTEP ends up playing, and that's their path. Well, that's tough. And if you look at the 7-10 matchup and UTEP ends up playing like a Western Kentucky in the first round, well, oh man, that's another really tough matchup for the Miners to try to take on. Um, Frisco will not be easy. I'm looking at it as I hope UTEP can at least win one. How do you guys look at Frisco right here? Yeah, you know what? You want to continue that that trend, right? Last year they got the 20-win mark, um, had some, you know, had a lot of people interested going into this year. How can you win the season uh, on a better note? I don't want to say a good note, but a better note, right? We talked about the five-game um, losing streak at home going into the matchup against Middle Tennessee. But if you can win in this sense, right, two out of your last three, that leaves more hope than, you know, than that sour taste in your mouth with that losing streak. So definitely agree. you got to get one out there because they've shown that that they can compete. They just got to seal the deal. And, and if we can be honest, a lot of the tight games that they've played, those final five minutes or so have felt like conference tournament games. So right. it, in that sense, if, if we want to compare it, like they have that experience, but the success part, closing the deal, they don't have much of that. So can they put it together? Jason? It's We've talked about it the whole season. I keep, I'll keep saying it. We know what the thing is that keeps us from winning games. If they can just knock the free throws in, work on a couple of threes, I think they'll have a good chance. Now, I'm giving you a promising uh, situation. We already know what the, right. what the whole deal is. But that is the whole problem that we've had the entire season. It's only been to free throws. If they can do good on free throws, they can hang in there for a lot of games. That's right. But that is if they can do good on free throws. And today they show that they can get it done. I know it's the last game, but they did it. So if they can do it in Frisco... I mean, we really have a fighting chance. I just want to give the city a little bit of hope. Yeah. You know? It gets that's in. all it is. Like, free throws. That's all I, That's all you, they have to do is make free throws. And you know what? If UTEP ends up on the other side of the bracket where they play uh, 7-10 and they have North Texas, I feel like that's the best, pass, uh, the best path for the Miners to actually advance in the Conference USA tournament. We've said it. If they play a, a, against Florida Atlantic in the second round, regardless if they win that first game, I don't really see them advancing beyond that. I mean, FAU is just such a great team in Conference USA. We have to be rea- uh, realistic, yeah. and this is a one-bid league. FAU understands that, and they will be on guard in a big way uh, to try to maintain that game. By the way, women's game is going on right now. We'll update you with what happens. Uh, Middle Tennessee just missed a layup. Seven seconds left, 60-60. to 60. UTEP timeout, tie game, and the Miners will have one last chance right before uh, the end of this one to try to win this so we'll keep you posted with that one Miners uh on the women's side they're fighting for a three or a four seed that's what they could be right now if they're a three seed uh Miners would play March 9th that's a two o'clock start a one o'clock local time two o'clock central one o'clock local time and then if it is a if they end up getting a uh a four seed that one will be uh noon actually a 12 30 tip off and that one will be March 9th as well so uh, a lot of different scenarios for the Conference USA Tournament. I think we'll save more of our season-ending 
thoughts for those episodes. Uh, and just talk about this one right now. It's a senior day. Miners get a 77-65 victory. If you want to talk about it with us, 915-505-6009 to get in on the show. I think it'll be a little bit uh, quiet today on the show, knowing it was a two, uh, a noon tip-off, but a great fan atmosphere out at the Don Haskins Center, and we could talk about it with you if you'd like to talk some UTEP hoops. Let's take a time out right now. What we're going to do is we'll break in action. When we come back, we'll get to some calls. We'll get to some tweets as well. Stay with us. Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Idietta Agency. More in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Hey, El Paso, this is Freddie Coleman, and now it's your turn to sound off on the UTEP game. Minor Talk with Adrian Sal and Jason is coming up next on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues along with Jason Craig, Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. UTEP defeats Middle Tennessee 77-65. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. As we continue here on the show, let's bring on Ed, who's joining us. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, now is the time to do it. Ed, good afternoon. What's going on? How are you? Ed, we're hanging in. We're doing fine. How are you, how are you doing? Oh, good. Hanging in there. Nice, nice. What would you think? I, I, it, it was a nice – we needed it more than anything. We needed it. We needed to finish with a positive uh, note. It's been a rough season, but you know what? It re- we really haven't been that far off. I mean, how many games would you say we lost when we were in the game with three minutes left in the game? Yeah, I would say that there are a lot of those. And I would say, you know, it's just, it's almost 50 50. I think UTEP is six and seven overall when you're talking about games decided by six points or less, Ed. So you're, you're right around 500, uh, the Miners are, uh, when they play in these close games. And that just shows you it's just pretty much a coin flip when they get in the close matchups. Yeah, I think I think for me one of the keys is going to be to look at the actual percentage of the retention. So if we're looking, what's what's the average size of a college basketball team? Is it twelve or fifteen legal? Yeah, it's like twelve. Well, twelve, and then they've got the walk-on players. So yeah, you could say fifteen to twelve or twelve to fifteen. Okay, so I'm going to say right now if we can keep thirty-three percent of what we have on our roster without having a total uh you know a total defection like we've had the last couple of years so you're saying like five guys stay back five guys stay if we if, if we get five guys we definitely want onema and I, I like that kid from maryland you know but really what we're really gonna really need is in the backcourt that's what we're really gonna need uh and i still think we need a couple of big guys but i'm gonna say if we can retain a third of what we have and then make the proper adjustments, I feel optimistic about next year. I, I feel really good about the coach. I just think there was a lot of close games, uh, and we, we had some variables that we needed to hit on. Obviously, some of these guys need to work on the offseason on their free throws, but I feel like 33%, a third of what we have is what we really need so that we don't have to completely redo the team again. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there, Ed. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, I would say this. I like your thought about a rule of five. And, Sal, I'll bring you in on this. Uh, I think we'll do this on the season finale 
uh, edition, but I think it's not too hard to find. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like it's hard to find five guys out of this group who you could see staying for next year. Yeah, and, and a good part, too, is yeah. um, what, what you've seen throughout the year, but ultimately what you've seen throughout the last four games, right? Who's been efficient? Um, right. or Who's stepped up their efficiency? Who's kind of regressed? Obviously, all of that is kind of like just eye test and numbers-based, and it's all opinion-based uh, as well, but yeah, like, like a rule of five, that's a pretty cool idea yeah I feel like with five guys returning for next year that could really help the minors moving forward and it give it helps you develop that continuity I would I'll say this about Middle Tennessee they're a good team this is probably the first quality win that the minors have had in a while against you know a, a strong formidable opponent somebody who I really like uh you know on their end and Middle Tennessee is a squad who can really uh, do some damage when it comes to games so I thought this win was good let's see what happens moving forward Jason let me ask you this when it comes to this minors team right now do you like the rule of five if you had to pick maybe five guys uh to come back for next year's squad do you like that rule uh, as far as maybe a number yeah yeah i think i mean that's like a starting lineup you know but uh three for a starting lineup two you know from the bench yeah, I think that's realistic. Yeah. You know, you you uh, retain guys like maybe Solomon Onyema, to his point. Maybe you bring back Frazier, and then a couple guys from the bench, maybe you keep back, uh, I don't know, maybe you get Kevin Callu to stay back another year and Jonathan DeSanjos, who was injured and w- didn't play throughout the final stretch of the season. Yeah, I totally, I hear what you're saying. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines right now, 915-505-6009. By the way, those are not my five. That's just, uh, I'm just throwing those out there. But let's go back <laughs> to the phones right now. Let's welcome on Eric onto the show. Eric, good afternoon. What's going on? Hey, Adrian. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Eric, long time to talk. It's King Eric. You're back on with us. What's happening, man? Yeah, you know, I've been busy all season, man. I get it. No problem, man. Final final regular season game, you just had to hop on here. Had to hop on. Eric, give us your thoughts. Uh, First, give us your thoughts on the game, then give us your thoughts moving forward on this season, uh, you know, as a whole for the Miners. Um, On this game, like I said, Adrian, it's just, it's confusing. I don't understand this team, Adrian. They 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 can beat the number four team in the conference, and they can compete with the number two team in the conference. But they get blown out by Western Kentucky. I don't know. It's just frustrating. FIU, that's a whole different ballpark. That's a whole different game. They're, they're you know, top dogs of this conference. Right. But it's just very strange to me. It's very strange. It has been a strange year, but I'll tell you this, Eric. When you just watch the games in person, you go to the games, there's uh, there's an obvious talent deficient, or, you know, UTEP is is less da- talented than some of these conference USA teams are going up against, and it kind of just jumps off the page right away. Effort wise, they hang in with everybody. So just like you say, they can hang in with the second best team, they can hang in with the fourth best team, whatever it is. But they can also lose to the eleventh place team in conference USA, or they can lose to some of the you know uh, worst teams of this league. But that's just what this team is, what this uh, UTEP basketball squad is kind of uh, their makeup, and unfortunately for the Miners, they haven't been able to shake that off this year. I'm not saying they're going to go in a deep run this tournament, but I, I do think that this win today uh, is nice moving forward. And I mean, that's what everybody expected coming from the season. They don't have a Bryson. They don't have a Sule anymore that is like, when in crisis, give it to them and they get a bucket. They don't have that no more. I mean, Solomon is a good little bucket. Shamar is a good bucket. I thought Tay was going to be the bucket getter, but I don't know what happened. But um, yeah, moving forward, um, yeah, I think they could get a win easily. If it if they get Western Kentucky first round, 
That's my, I don't want to see Jamarian Sharp again. Yeah, that's said, the worst matchup. That no that's the worst matchup like whatsoever. It. You want to avoid Western Kentucky right now. Even though they yep, lost today rather, 67-33 to North Texas. Woof. Ugh, well, I'd rather get a LaTeX. I'd honestly, I want to get Rice. I wouldn't mind playing a Rice. I think Rice um, would be a lot of fun. Obviously, the little rivalry between the coaches. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. And a quick to get to people that I want back. I want Solomon back, uh, Frazier. I want Onyema. He's a good spark. Instead of Kalu, I want Derek Hamilton back. Okay. I see something in that man. <laughs> that man, I see something there. And, yeah, I'll bring Dos Anjos back too. But okay. I want Hamilton instead of Kalu. Okay, I like it. Hey, good stuff there, Eric. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Jason, go ahead, man. You, you had something. I can't do Kalu. No? Can't do it. You're out on Kalu. Yeah. Sal, any thoughts? Um, You'll hear it later uh, okay. near the end of the show or maybe on the next episode. Yeah, I, I want to save yeah. mine. I want to save like the guys I want and the guys I don't want. Like I, I, I want to save that. So let's keep moving. Uh, Miguel is next on the show. 915-505-6009 is our telephone number. Miguel, good afternoon. What's happening? Good afternoon. How are you guys? We're hanging in, Miguel. How about yourself? Good, good. I was uh, I was at the game today, and by far this was uh, I think the best game they've played probably all season against uh, you know a tough opponent. And uh, you know you know the miners have hung tough, and you know they they basically from last year we we lost you know a ton of talent, you know, and and uh, they played hard all year. They played tough defense. I kind of the defense kind of waned the last few. You, you fight, you know, Agreed. Five, six, seven yeah, games I agree. There, you know, and and uh, but overall, you know, I it was, it was a, I think it was a good season with what we had, and and um, I think in the tournament, I think uh, if they play like today, you know, ho- you know, hopefully they'll keep the three point, you know, the three point making going, and the free throws. So if we can get some of that, I think we can, you know. We can get a, get a couple wins, you know. I, I'm not saying they're going to win the tournament, but you never know. You never know, and and I think Conference USA is, you know, they have they have probably three, four really good teams. But I think at any game, anybody can lose. Well, you know, I, and, I would and, say uh, I agree with you in typical years, Miguel, but not this year with uh, Florida Atlantic. Yeah. So if UTEP can avoid Florida Atlantic somehow in the in the tournament, that's the biggest thing. But winning today puts them yeah. in a position where they might have, have to face uh, Florida Atlantic. The good thing is FIU did win today, so that kind of shakes things up a little bit in the, in the brackets. So we'll see, Miguel. We'll see what yeah, ends yeah. up happening. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then one more thing I wanted to bring up, and – and I wanna, I wanna. This is a kind of a downer, but I was very disappointed in minor fans this year. I know, I know, UTEP led the the league or the conference in, in attendance as we we normally do. But you know, I I was hoping that fans would come out more, you know, and and you know, boo on all you fans that didn't want to go because we weren't winning, you know, you know, you know, bigger programs, fans show up no matter what, you know, and and here, you know, if we don't win a few games everybody's down and they start not coming to the games and it's a downer you know because you look at today you know it was what four thousand fans in there and it was loud it sounded like way more than that and right. and if you get you know you, you get another two two thousand in there or three thousand in there you know it, it's a raucous place and it's a big home court advantage and you know and uh so i just wanted to point that out and i hope next year 
regardless of what happens, you know, minor fans, you know, I have, I'm a season ticket holder and, you know, we made probably 90% of the games, you know, and they were fun, you know, even when we lost, you know, yeah, we're down our games and, but it's a fun atmosphere and, you know, hopefully El Paso will support the UTIP team better. Okay. I appreciate it, Miguel. Thanks for weighing in on the show. To your second point about uh, the UTEP crowd and everything like that, hey, I get it. We've heard this so many times, and I'll say this. I don't really blame the UTEP fans this year. Why Why should, you know, unfortunately, this is a fair-weather town. So, Miguel, you're a, you're a diehard fan. You said it. You're a season ticket holder. You're going to go no matter what. And you're right. Fans and the crowd, was they were excellent today. Jason, how would you say the crowd was today compared to how many people there were, there were actually there? I thought it was very loud, don't you? Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, they were attentive. Uh, they were definitely giving it to them uh, as far as like energy. Um, I felt the student section was lacking a little bit, but that's you know the whole season student section has been rocking. Sure. They've been good. So I you know give them a break. It's noon, you know noon game. But for a noon game on a Saturday, th- there was a good crowd today. It was a lot I of fun. So. I, I felt. I felt really good about it. And think about it this, Miguel. This is there there are four thousand fans who are showing up at noon uh for a team that was thirteen and seventeen coming into this game, six and thirteen overall in CUSA play, and had lost five in a row at home. So fans showed up today at, at a noon game. So UTEP is still number one in CUSA mm-hmm. in attendance. But Sal, I want you to bring up something that we talked about off air. The CUSA attendance mark really doesn't mean much when you understand yeah. this league does not support basketball uh you i want to compare these attendance numbers to mountain west numbers that's a conference that actually mm-hmm. supports its basketball but your thoughts on just that uh first overall place for cusa attendance yeah it's a, it's a product of uh of the history that utep even going back to texas western obviously um has right and and fans uh, i don't want to say living in the moment because you don't want to take away from the the special um you know, progress that's been made because of that team. And, and there's a fun fact I want to relay in a bit, too, or not a fun fact, but something cool coming up. Uh, but I finally remembered the word. It's like a technicality. It's, it's a by default type of stat. So this kind of ties into uh, what Joe Golding was mentioning when he got hired here. He said, this school is a sleeping giant. And you mean to tell me on a Saturday afternoon where fans are usually used to those nighttime tip-offs can still almost uh, have that arena half full by attendance numbers? Can you imagine Imagine when they start winning when they're hell when they're at sixty six percent. No pun right. intended on the sixty six, but if they're sixty six percent in conference USA uh, winning percentage, that can kind of you know definitely raise some uh, raise some eyebrows and have fans going to the games. But while we're at it, um, something really cool I noticed because I was looking up the the fan guide for uh, the tournament in Frisco. And on Thursday, March 9th, um, there's a, a documentary film called The Loyola Project, and it's about the 1963 Loyola, Rambler, uh, Loyola Ramblers who, um, who broke the racial barriers and overcame um, you know, everything that they did on their way to a national championship. And it says there, uh, quote-unquote, like our very own Texas Western slash UTEP men's basketball team that won in 66, the, the Loyola team helped change basketball forever. So it was like a credit union that partnered with Conference USA um, – basketball in the tournament to screen that event so just wanted nice. to tie that in that's good pretty cool i so, like that so if you're going to the tournament uh be sure to go check that out on march 9th that's awesome i'm glad you mentioned that sal uh let's move on let's go to twitter real quick 600 espn el paso on twitter shannon sharpie tweets the show best effort this year caesar cubillos tweets the program unless this team gets 
uh, pillaged by the transfer portal. There are some strong returners in Onyema, Solomon, and Frazier. We lost many close ones and got hurt at the free throw line. Well, at least we're not UTSA. The only thing worse than basketball in San Antonio is their me- is their Mexican food. I like it. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff, Caesar. Always uh, brings the heat. Um, let's do this. Let's take a break right now. When we come back, let's get to our awards. We'll finalize the show. We'll put the bow on this one, and we'll get ready for the CUSA tournament. It's happening next week. Right now, Middle Tennessee leads UTEP 60, uh, 69-66 overtime in women's basketball action. We'll tell you how that one wraps up as well. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Hey, El Paso, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I'm Max Kellerman, and now it's your turn to sound off on the UTEP game. Minor Talk with Adrian, Sal, and Jason is coming up next on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, last segment here of Minor Talk as we wind things down. Adrian brought us here along with Sal Montes and Jason Craig. Thanks for stopping by, Jason. Thank you for having me. Oh, always, man, always. Uh, UTEP defeats Middle Tennessee. It's it was Senior Day, seventy-seven sixty-five. Thanks to the Oscar Adietta Agency uh, for bringing us minor talk here on the show. Let's give out some awards here on the program, and let's wrap this one up uh, to talk about more here for UTEP basketball. And we'll we'll kind of give our thoughts leading into next week. Anything that we've noticed on the season. Jason's got some good stats. Uh, we got some uh, final words for myself and Sal Montes, and then we'll wrap this one up. Let's start off today with our Hot Hand Award. This is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. First off, let's give out the first award here on the show. This one's going to somebody in senior, Shamar Givens. 14 points today, 5 of of 10 from the field. He also contributed with a steal and 7 assists. He was on fire. He he had that hot hand today in terms of dishing out the basketball. Played all but 2 minutes in this game. And Shamar Givens earning the Hot Hand Award brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. He was one of five members to reach in double-figure scoring. Wind Supply El Paso is your local provider of champion heating and cooling systems here in the El Paso area, and they also carry many HVAC products and parts. Learn more about Wind Supply El Paso doc, uh, online today at windsupplyelpaso.com or call them, 915-859-3817. Now, as far as our player of the game, let's go over to somebody in Otis Frazier. When the moments were, I guess, the... the most crucial in this matchup Otis Frazier was the guy who really stepped up in a big way 12 points 5 of 8 shooting he also contributed with 4 rebounds uh, had 2 turnovers in 27 minutes of action but also contributed with 3 steals just love the way Otis Frazier played today also scored in double figures and uh, really helped the Miners out when they needed a bucket or they needed uh, help the most so he is our player of the game brought to you by Keith Southwest uh, they they are the leading industry. Um, they are the leaders in the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958, with locations all across the U.S. and in Mexico. That's Keats Southwest. Learn more online today at KeatsSW.com or call them 915-599-2950. Um, Guys, as we turn the page, we look over to next week. We'll have to wait for that La Tech FAU game to finalize the tournament to see who will be, uh, I guess, in which seed. Uh, but, guys, uh, let's close out this one with some thoughts um, just on this UTEP basketball season and this team in general. Jason, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on this season. 
Um, you know, we were talking about all the games that, um, you know, we lost and how close a lot of those games were. So I just went and did a, a little up and down. I might be off with a couple of numbers, but out of 31 games that we played the entire season, 12 of those games we've lost with under 10 points. Man. And so um, the other ones, six games, were like blowouts. So we only got blown out six times out of 31 times. That's, that shows you right there, hey, that's, that's a really good one. That's really not that bad. What would you, you consider a blowout? It. A 15-plus win or what is it? Uh, 10 over. 10 over? Okay, uh, so over that's 10. good. So anything yeah. over 10, it's, it's, that's a, I would say a blowout. But you know, All close matchups, all within single digits. That's what shows you how close this team has been all season long. Yeah, 12 games out of 31, really good. So yeah, I mean, I'm with Just you. be holding on, you know, their losses. But, you know, to hold on like that, it's... That's pretty good. Sal, how will you remember this season? Uh, <laughs> That's a loaded question. It, it is. <laughs> um, I'll think uh, of this season as, uh, you know, just a scrappy defensive team who um, who found themselves in a lot of similar positions night in and night out. But ultimately the game resulted in um, how it resulted in because of a couple things that they just got bested by. Or, you know, they, they um, what's the word, they outgutted the other team. So it, it's there a gutsy go. team for sure. Um, but as crazy as it sounds, Adrian, it's the story's not over yet. Story's not over yet. I still feel like you play for this big one, which is the next one, yeah. and that's the first game of the CUSA tournament. It might be Western Kentucky, might be La Tech, might be Florida International. Regardless, the first opponent, Miners need a victory in that first round of the uh, Conference USA tournament. We'll be back at it again next week, guys. Uh, so um, I guess we'll just turn the page. We'll wrap this one up. Thanks to everybody who tweeted the show, who tuned in here to Miner Talk. Thanks to the Oscar ID at the agency for sponsoring the show and being with us all season long. Special thanks to Jason Craig, Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus signing off tonight and saying thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk. UTEP defeats Middle Tennessee 77-65 right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.